so samurai, I, I really like samurai. It's it's pretty cool. But you look at level 17 samurai, and I think it's like you get an extra action surge or something like that. Versus a wizard gets wish. <laughs> They're not yeah. really in the same category. <laughs> like nowhere in the same category. Now, Wish got a big nerf hammer for 5e, which was necessary. I mean, I get that. It's but still freaking, freaking sure. amazing. But, like, isn't there a chance that you'll just melt no. and your soul will if, go to if, some If awful you place decide to do something just completely, utterly whacked, yes. But if you replicate any 8th level spell in the book, no. What's wrong with that? What? <laughs> What's what? I'm joking. What's the? No. What is? Is there a monetary casting cost for a wish? Nope. Is it like five thousand gold? Zero. It has one component, and it is verbal. I wish this would happen. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, so it's pretty cool. It's good to be a uh, god. Sorry, I I was muted. The uh, the material <laughs> cost is you have you have to watch two Wishmaster movies. Any two. It's up to you. <laughs> so damage. nobody will ever. Everybody's seen the first one. I couldn't bring myself to bring in the others to watch any others. <laughs> I haven't seen them. The first Wishmaster? Yep. You know what? The dude's voice alone, Wishmaster. I mean, it's worth the whole movie. <laughs> it is Once. the best part of the movie. <laughs> the absolute best part of Once. it. Yeah. And the 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 phrase you the phrase you're looking for, Matt, is it's fun to be a god. Yeah, That's, yeah, it's fun, it to, fun be to be a god. god. It's from uh, Road to El Dorado. Is that the Amazing actual? Movie. Is that the actual ditty that goes with it? Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. It's fantastic. You, you, you should, should watch it immediately. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, we're gonna call uh, it quits in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Kevin, to the Kevin Klein for movie night. Ooh, Kevin, Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh, if they were both bards. <laughs> they were both what? Bards. Oh, my. Okay. The, the first scene with the two of them like playing the dice game it is is epic. Spoilers. Yeah. First uh. scene. <laughs> hey, Coward, what's up? Thanks for joining us again. Matt, I uh, I had a story this morning that uh, Taco Bell is doing a subscription. I've heard about that. I've heard about that. I forgot how much you have to pay a month, but you have unlimited like tacos or something like that. It's like it's it's like ten dollars a month, and you get one taco a day for thirty days for that ten dollars, oh, which is pretty. That's pretty good value if you're going to go in every day. But are you going to go in every day? Should can you? I think it's a better question. Them, like, can you get all thirty on day one? Mm-mm. I know, I know. One oh. per day. So thirty bucks. Well, what you could order... do is you could go in every day, thirty days running, and then just hoard them all until the end, and then try and eat them and see what happens. <laughs> Why is it so much cheaper to be unhealthy than it is to be alive? It's because the man doesn't want you to be healthy. Damn the man! They want you to be, f- want you to be fat and lazy. Well, then they can sell you the healthcare and the, the, the fitness and the yeah yeah. Don't want to cure uh, diabetes because it's too profitable to treat it. <laughs> oh, that's a rabbit hole. Or from the comfort not, of your sofa. I cannot yeah. go down with you. 
<laughs> so we had uh Heath, how's everything going? Everything cool, everything warm, everything cup- warm. Copacetic, warm, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking copacetic. So it's amazing. Yeah. I was telling I was telling Matt. Oh, this is the best fucking story ever. <laughs> Part of <laughs> just lead into it. Yeah. Okay. Part of the okay, problem Hang on. <laughs> was that um so I, I had some work scheduled and to replace some ducks in my garage. Anyway, came in, did the work, rushed the job. They were there till like really, really late Friday. Thirty minutes after the late after they left, the whole thing fell out of the ceiling. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All the ductwork in the garage fell out of the ceiling. So this is what so, I like to to quote uh, Ron White mm-hmm. when he's talking about and he goes to Walmart to the tire specialist to have a tire replaced. <laughs> and, you know, they, they've gone to school for this. And he's driving away in his van and the tire falls off. It falls off. It falls the fuck off. Like, that's my favorite <laughs> quote of his of all time. That's exactly what I think of when I think of this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, I spent the next couple of days learning about HVAC. <laughs> and when the crew finally came back uh, to finish the work, I spent my entire day in the garage watching them. <laughs> and I would literally, I would stop them and I would say, no, you are not doing that. You're not going to use that material. You're going to do it this way. All right. Heath, you've missed my favorite part. You skipped over my favorite part. Your your Tony Stark version of when did you become a professional uh, expert of HVAC? You're like, last <laughs> night. I mean, yeah. like, literally, exactly. you wrote a dissertation on how to do this right and showed it to him. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I I, <clears throat> I called them and like, okay, so when they show up, what are they going to do? So they made a list of like three things. I'm like, no. So I wrote like a full typed up page. I'm like, this is what you're going to do when you show up. And these are the materials you're going to use. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to them. And the crew showed up more. I was like, have you seen this? No. All right, stop. You're going to read this. This is what you're going to do. I was like, let me call my manager. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up doing it all. But it's like, why? Why? Why am I having to do this? Like, you know, I'm paying you. I should not have to do this. Yeah. Was it was it a company that had been around for a while? Uh, yeah, actually, it's a fairly well known company. Oh, well, is it a company that will continue to be around for a while? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's now Heath's HVAC. Yeah, that's right. You know I what's what's Heath really funny is you know I, I you know I like building things, so I'm watching them do this, and I'm you know it's like I've researched this, and it's like yeah, you, you don't do that. You know that's against code. Change that out. You know what? I could do this for a living. I would hate it, but I could do this for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could consult for a living and go and teach oh. and get paid a lot to do it. Because you're like talking to them about metal fatigue and making doors and all this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. They 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 were doing stuff. I'm like, it, so how am I supposed to get this open to like change the filter? Oh, you just unscrew it and then change the filter and put the thing in and screw it back. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I, I look at the guy. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Uh, it was just amazing. It's like wow. It's it's that's the uh, that's the thing about being an an engineer. It's like you don't you go and you find out how it how it all works and yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, Is that, so yeah, I was like, oh, you're gonna go cut me a door. It's mm-hmm. gonna look like this and this shape. Bend it at a sheet metal, 
And then we're going to get some magnetic strips and put it in here and I can take it on, put it off. No metal fatigue. It's see, it's like I'm doing this and you're looking at me like, and, and y'all normally do it this way. This is insane. Insane. It, it's funny. Like Heath went on a nice 25 minute rant about this and told me in great detail. It was fantastic. <laughs> Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh man, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> like just cracking up. And at the very end, all I could think of to say was, man, you are such an engineer. <laughs> because you literally engineered everything and had them do it right overnight. It's, I did. It's, I did. It's outstanding. Why aren't you playing and a tinker? Just, or, uh, an artificer? An artificer. So I yeah. built one on D&D Beyond. <laughs> which, As an engineer be, would. Which one did you like? <laughs> he plays one in real life. Um, this, is, this is escapism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah seriously. Um I like, I, I'm sort of on the fence between um, Battle, I think it's Battlemaster, is that right? Uh, Battlesmith? Battlesmith, yes. Battlesmith and Armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I like about the Armor Iron Man, right? you can attack with your intelligence. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when, I, when you squint your eyes and look at Artificer, they're like a super techie paladin. <laughs> I mean, they're a, they're a half caster. I mean, they're kind of built like a paladin. It's just they just got like different bells and whistles. Yeah, <clears throat> they, they they can they can do a bunch of different roles, and if you do the armor, like you can actually swap between a couple of roles. So I think that's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Um, mm-hmm. And then that that cannon is the the battlesmith is the one with the cannon, right? It can have that's the, artillerist. Okay, artillerist. The, okay, yeah. yeah. Artillerist has what one cannon that just does one kind of damage, another kind of damage, but then it's got the heal cannon. It's like boom, you're healed. Boom, you're healed. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, like a clear like attacking you with holy might? Yeah. Like here's some radiant damage. Die. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought about building a um, fiend lock, or, uh, a warlock pact of the fiend, mm-hmm. but. Take a take a one level dip in divine soul sorcerer, and that's just like irony. You know? <laughs> but you know, so uh, it works. The irony dip. Yes, the irony dip. <laughs> so when you ran um, uh, Strahd, Curse of Strahd, that was my character. Mm-hmm. I had a, a fiendish warlock, a tiefling fiendish warlock to begin with, and yeah. I could not get into it. No, I, no, that's what I came in with. I started with a bard. And bards and Ravenloft just don't do anything because everything not affected by like charms and things like that, all, oh, yeah. all the party things. So I brought in the Phoenix. Yeah, Warlock. you switched. Yeah, you switched to the Fiendlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it was just I felt like a one trick pony. I just didn't feel like I could do anything except for, and I did it well. Don't get me wrong. Like I blasted like the best blaster in the world, but that's all. It's no depth to that character. That's why I like the bard. You know, you're good in combat. You're good out of combat. You're good. You know. Singing, I, I don't know. I, Bard is by far, and has been since I think third edition, my favorite class. Good at a party. Good at a party for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Balloon animals. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> huh. That's that's one one of the classes that I've never played is Bard. And five E Bard is so much fun. They got so many tools. It's just God. I I want to play a Bard again. Now, all right. Next time, I'm playing a bard. I'm calling it dibs. <laughs> dibs. Dibs on the bard. 
Yes. As long as it's you know, not if like you had a group room. of like four bards, you'd probably be in pretty good shape. Especially if like two of them are halflings. Because you get that automatic reroll ones and never fail at like I had a halfling bard um in one of my games and he just succeeded all the time because it didn't take a lot to succeed and a natural one was re-rolled. So it basically had quote, like advantage if you roll a one and then he took luck for all of all the things he could take. Like he was just re-rolling stuff left and right, which, you know, halfling bard should be that way. That's why I'm going to play halfling bard with luck. I'm copying forest. I'm copying you. <laughs> I have a I have a cat folk bird lying around somewhere in a in a document folder. I mean, it's in a box, right? Just laying there, curled up in a box. Pro- yeah. Probably, probably. Yeah. He's no yes. doubt fleecing somebody out of money. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's like borderline rogue bird. It's amazing. <laughs> so, just to check in with Twitch, I'm having issues, but I think it's because I'm streaming and I'm doing Twitch, and I have like dial-up version of internet access right now. <laughs> Is Twitch okay with everybody? Is it looking all right? Let's see. Like Mike keeps reloading, like having me reload and stopping and buffering and just going wild. Um, everything that's going out from me, I've got no dropped frames, so everything okay. that's going out. Um, every now and then, Heath, your twi- your feed freezes just every now and then, but. Hmm. I've got I've got my Twitch window tucked in behind my OBS window, so <laughs> I'm not watching the stream. I'm just watching what's going out, and everything going out looks okay. Okay, see if all right. Got anything. As long as you guys can see it, I've got it down to like 186 frame or whatever words. Uh, I don't know what that means. Hush. <laughs> The quality? The lowest number. Yeah, you guys are literally pixelated in my Twitch. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the number of vertical pixels that it's that it's sending. 160p. Don't explain it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <not> helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. And each individual word I understood, but putting them together makes no sense. You're 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 getting less information coming nope. to you than we we are sending out. How's that? Perfect. And you draw a graph. With that's my life. I'm always receiving less information than I'm actually being yeah. sent. It's it's like you're looking it's like you're looking through a uh, wet screen door. Yeah, you yes. How's that? You getting you deep. look moist. Not what I was going for. Getting <laughs> minim, minimal drachmas per drachma. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For for every dollar we're sending out, you're getting one penny. Penny and a half. I'll take it. Yeah. Drachma. Drachma. So we took a little intermission because Heath had issues to take care of. But two weeks ago, you guys had uh, honored the invitation sent by Lord Aslaxon. Let me bring up my notes. That might be helpful because there's a lot of names in here. Um, got your suits. Didn't really do much. Didn't have anything to do. And headed off to... The, that's not true we could we confronted patch <laughs> we, we did things well after patch though after patch you got um yeah you're right you're right you talked to patch and had some uh i guess unnerving realizations about how he's being spied upon for less of a better word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
Hang on, I'm bringing up my stuff. I am not ready today at all. You're not ready. I was not prepared. Like I said, I was asleep 30 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the reason why we we had such a long interlude to to get up to this morning was just to get Jamie awake. So you guys have gone to the Koi Nixie, which is where the Demon Scar Ball has been held every year for several years by the Aslaxon family. And it is the regala of the year. All the nobles and the non-nobles who are deemed worthy get the invitation. And you know that part of the uh, entertainment is them retelling the story of the founder uh, of cauldron but as of right now you've gone in you talked with the captain of the guard who pointed some people out people you hadn't seen before there's you know noblemen you don't ever see them on the street they send their lackeys out to do all their work and he pointed out all the the the, uh, movers and shakers of cauldron and you were able to finally have a chance to speak with lord volantru who's been your um Oh, what's the word? Like the guy that's been putting you up. Our patron? Your patron, yes. Speaking of patron, no. Uh, (laughs) Your patron. um, Putting you up in the uh, drunken Morkoth, paying for your food, just kind of putting you up as thanks. And he finally was able to tell you face to face, thank you. You've done more for this city in the last week than most people would do in their entire life. Uh, At which point, the, you know, he had a little nice conversation with him and he, Introduced you to Celeste, his guest for the night. And ask, ask questions about Celeste. Did she do say anything? Or was she just quiet while we were talking to? She she didn't interrupt. She didn't interject. She was just. And I don't mean she was cold. She wasn't like meek. She was just being polite. She wasn't interjecting. Okay. She wasn't interrupting. Um, but she was very obviously interested in the conversation, looking back and forth, nodding. You know, especially when Lord Volantru went on about how um, amazing you were and how good Farzan looked in his uh, native tribal outfit. Uh, she's not a, like, she's just very polite, but just keeping her mouth shut. Yep. Did she and happen to look like a beholder? No, she's actually a very attractive blonde woman, probably in her mid 30s. With That's only only two eyes, only two eyes. Did she, say, did she say show a lot? Nope. 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 Okay. She was not invited. Poor Nalini is still put, stuck. Oh. What's that? I was just going to say, I'm going to put only two eyes in my notes without any frame of reference. <laughs> so in, in a week when I'm looking back over these notes, I'm going to have no idea have why that's No important. idea what just happened. <laughs> it was the two-eyed human woman. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Defining features, blonde 30s, only two eyes. <laughs> and if there was a charisma score to be had in this late, late version of Dungeons and Dragons, it'd probably be in the high teens. You know? okay. So you guys, uh, following the announcement by the, I guess the Herald of the Demon's Car Ball, made the announcement for everybody to come upstairs to the actual ballroom. And as you arrive, you walk inside it's it's what you think of when you go to when you look at in the movies these large expensive dinners you know there's tables with uh table settings and names on them assigned seats 
Um, everybody's just filtering through, finding their seat. A lot of people look like they know where they're sitting, as though they have been here before. Uh, the seats don't change from year to year. So you've got basically noble families at each table. So you'll have the Aslaxons and uh, Lord Aslaxon and Lady Aslaxon and his son, um, Valanchu and Celeste are over on a, at a table by themselves. So all the all the, the the noble families have taken to their own seats. Um, and you, the four or three of you have your own seat. The kids' table. The kids' table, yes. It's smaller, and the seat uh, are only three inches off the, the floor, um, which is pretty awkward when it comes to eating the soup because it just pours right down your chest. But no, the three of you have your own table um, to the side at, with your nameplates on there. And for about 10 minutes, people are just slowly shuffling in. You hear pleasantries left and right from all the lords and ladies uh, uh, complimenting each other on their, their costumes, their, their finery this year. You hear mutterings about the weather, you know, just general mutterings of rich people talking about things that they're really not truly interested in. Yeah, and Lord it, Smuckington, you look wonderful. Or <laughs> Smothers, <laughs> how are your grapes? <laughs> uh, it's Smuckers. Smuckers. Oh, Smother? No, okay. Um, <laughs> Lord Smuckers. Lord Smother. That, well, that, I'm going to have to write that down because now he's canon in Greyhawk. Lord <laughs> Smother. <laughs> With a grape farm. Um, like I said, five or ten minutes later, you all have a seat. Everything kind of settles down. And Lord's, Lord Aslaxon, the host of the Demon's Carball, walks to the front. Um, and there's an open area. There's a dance floor uh, beside where all the tables are set. And you imagine this is probably where the play is going to be held between Nabthorotan. Nabthorotan. Write that down. Uh, rotten <laughs> and no. Surabar. Thoratan. Thoratan. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Surabar versus <laughs> Nabtharotan. <laughs> so I sat down and stared at this name for longer than I care to admit. And it is Nabthoraton. Thank you, Heath. <laughs> Obviously, I have a problem with names like uh, the Striders of Flagenhagen. Bless you. We got yeah. it. We got it. So you guys sitting around the tables. Uh, Lord Aslaxon stands up, goes to the front, and he's older. He's uh, early 60s, late 50s, you figure. Graying where he used to be blonde. And you look over to his table and you see his son is just a spitting image of Lord Aslaxon. So it's no doubt who this kid is. Um, and he begins to speak. He looks around, Lord Mayor, honored guests, ladies and gentlemen. I welcome you once more this humble to this humble gathering. Once again, we celebrate the glorious Demon Scar battle. And once again, we honor our heroic founder, Sundabar Spellmason. If only he could see today what his great work accomplished, accomplished and see the glory of the city he created. And as he's talking, the servants are moving through the banquet hall, uh, changing glasses, bringing hors d'oeuvres. The, the meal has begun. This year has proved especially difficult to our grand city. 
we've had kidnappings and there's a little rhubarb 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 through the the crowd thwarted invasions and a potentially disastrous flood which has threatened our holdings and our welfare however we have had heroic adventures who have been our salvation one group and he looks over to his table and he holds his hand out. I am extremely proud to announce has my own son within it. Zachary, please stand up. And his son stands up. And the best description I can give you is a 30-year-old. Um, oh, crap. I just lost his name. The blonde kid in uh, Harry Potter. The awful guy. Malfoy. Malfoy. Malfoy, yes. Very cool, Malfoy. He looks like a 30-year-old pompous Draco Malfoy stands up, got this just sly, snide grin, bows before everybody, and there's a, three other people stand up. Um, a very, one of them looks so blonde, uh, I don't remember if you guys remember, blonde and pale skin is not the common for this region. This is a, you know, uh, like South America, so, you know, very dark hair, very dark skin, dark eyes, this guy is Aryan, for lack of a better word. Blonde hair, blue eyed. Um, there's a woman that stands up, and she's she is of definitely of the area. She's got um, long dark hair that's in her ceremonial robes. It's uh, corn rolls, corn rolled back to kind of keep it back and uh, keep it in place. Um, one of the guys looks <laughs> would look like a Snape with a Friar Tuck haircut. Just very thin, long nose, kind of sour looking. Um, and then there is also a, a woman with short red hair and several, several battle scars. Most obvious ones are on her cheek and lip. Looks like she's been in a brawl or two. <clears throat> and the four of them all stand up with uh, Lord Zaxon's son. And he says, Zachary, take a bow. These are the Stormblades. And everybody just goes crazy, just applauding. Everybody's commenting on how wonderful it is that the sons of the nobles and sons and daughters of the noblemen of Cauldron have gotten together to fight off the evil that have invaded Cauldron. And they're just getting rounds of applause left and right. These heroic adventurers have been our salvation. Another group has also proved their valor in the past few months. Rising from poorer beginnings than our other heroes, he gestures over to your table, have demonstrated a noble spirit nonetheless. They have single-handedly rescued the kidnapped orphans from the slave group below Cauldron. I've actually heard that there was a vampire slain Hordes of goblins fought off. Let's please all give a round of applause for these very brave and honorable adventurers. And he slightly bows and hands out to you and points to your table. And it's obviously not quite as the response as the children of the nobleman got, but there's a nice solid round of applause. Anybody have anything? <laughs> uh, Tratio will, will bow from his seat. 
Okay. <laughs> acknowledging nod, acknowledging nod. the applause. Yeah. Just. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I'll just, you know, look and bow. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Where's the glass? The roast is great. I don't say that. <laughs> Fair's on. Yeah. If, if, <clears throat> so if uh, Tarathiel raises his glass, um, Fair's on will lift, lift his as well. Um, but if they if if no one stands, then Farzan will keep his seat. Yep. So kind of playing off each other, following each other's lead, you mm-hmm. basically nod, hold a glass half up, and 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 thanks or an acknowledgement mm-hmm. at least of being acknowledged, acknowledging the yep. acknowledgement. Yep. And the crowd claps and applauds. At this point, you see Lord Volantru stand up rather slowly. He grabs his cane, and he's not hobbled. It looks like it's more like he's got a bad leg, and it's helping him not. It doesn't look like it's appearing to make him walk better, as though he's got a bad leg, he'll fall down. It's more looks like it's to steady him. You know, it's just he. It's a light tap on the ground, like a. You know, I mean, does that make sense? He's not leaning on it. It's not. Mm -hmm. He's not dependent on it. It's more of a this is helping me like not waver. Mm-hmm. And he stands up and balance, he, not load bearing. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Um, and he walks over to uh, Lord Zlaxon and you hear him just say in a very humble, "May I?" And Lord Zlaxon, you know, eyes <laughs> arch, says, "By all means, of course." And he takes a half bow and steps back. And Lord Volantru steps up. Lord Aslaxon has given a wonderful speech. And again, let's hear it for the Stormblades and all that they've done. They fought off a goblin, uh, excuse me, a kobold warren that was somewhere in the hive honeycomb that falls beneath Cauldron. But I must reiterate the impressive outcome from these strangers. I've spoken with them. They've barely been in town three months, four months. They were here days when they originally rescued the children from the evil clutches of this slave ring down below Cauldron. Just mere weeks later, they clean out a warren of goblins and apparently vanquish a vampire. I would like to raise a glass again. To the saviors of the children of Cauldron and the vanquish of the goblins, we thank you. You have no ties to the city, yet we are in your debt. And at this point, you get an applause that kind of overshadows the original applause from the Stormblades. <laughs> and you get and then- four really salty looks from the four of them at their table. From different tables. They're at the family tables. And Lord Valancho stands and lets the the fanfare die down a bit. I would like to personally dedicate this night to these three errant adventurers. Bravo. And we are lucky to have you. And he hobbles, moves back to his table. And again, the fanfare is just enormous almost embarrassing uh probably for fairzon i feel like you're like uh 
don't like the attention so much. Definitely for Tarathiel. I, I imagine you're trying to crawl under a rat hole or something. <laughs> Not liking people to know who you are. St- stealth roll. <laughs> yeah. Vanish <laughs> in plain sight. Yeah, no, because I'll pass that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And as the crowd, uh, the crowd, as the the people of the ball start to settle down, this whole time, uh, the waiters and waitresses have been moving through the crowd, replacing drinks, bringing out second meal. Um, and Lord Eslaxon does not seem as pleased with Lord Volantru's original, as he did originally. Like when Volantru walked up, he was like, oh my goodness, Lord Volantru, of course, please. When Volantru starts to leave, he looks at him, kind of cuts his eyes, says, Thank you, Lord Volantru, for those kind words. And now we will continue on with this part of the evening. Uh, the meals shall be continued for the next hour. Um, please enjoy. These have been imported from all around Orith and some of the finest foods in our region, uh, the fruits of our plantations, which he looks over to um, a couple of tables, which we thank you very much for your kind, generous, generous donations to this uh, Demon Scar Ball. And one of the noblemen stands up. He says, Lord Vanderboren, we thank you. And at that table, you see the kid, kid, I say kid, 30-year-old, um, the one that looks like Snape, but with a bull haircut. He's sitting there, and he's just... Looks like he's trying to not be seen. And the Lord uh, Vandeboren sits down. And I must say that for tonight, the dessert is cauldron cake made by none other than my wife. And he points to her, and she stands up, beaming from ear to ear, bows, gets a nice applause, and sits down. And finally, Lord Aslaxon goes and sits at his table and continues to eat. So for the next 30 minutes, you guys are being served. You have food, you have drink, um, anything that you would like to do during the meal. I feel suspiciously like somebody just painted a giant target on my back. (laughs) (laughs) On your back. Target of goodness. I think they. I need another drink. Painted it on the front. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that happened, I'm like, is this poisoned? <laughs> it's like, are we going to go home and die now? <clears throat> Wake up dead. Doesn't work that way by me. You just take damage. You'll die now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's good to know. But at least there's for, no like, suspense. <laughs> My food is attacking me. Uh, um, do we know what cauldron cake is? Have we had that? It, and it's so funny because, uh, yeah, Ian, uh, I'm sorry, Ein in the chat, That's Jamie, <laughs> um, you put lava cake. <laughs> it's essentially lava cake. That's so awesome. a nice, nice chocolate cake with uh, full of chocolate fudge, I guess. I don't know. Liquid chocolate. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think That's... he, one of your girls made that for Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Really yep. That's one of her favorite Cold things to make. Chocolate. It's really good. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try everything on every tray that comes by. <laughs> just, just, okay, just as as just grab them as they walk by. Well, I'm not gonna like, <laughs> I'm not gonna like, you know, gorge yourself, ham hand it. But it's like if there's some, 
because I don't know what any of this stuff is. I'm not gorging myself, but it's like, right. oh, what is that? Oh, what is this? I'll try that. And I may have one like seven drinks like around my plate because it's like, <laughs> you know, oh, that one's pink and this one's clear and that one's red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to experience all that's available everything yeah, yes in this area making, okay making meaningful eye contact with the services they go past <laughs> yes thanking Being, them profusely yeah. for their for their service thank you <laughs> my guess is you need one of those food... not creepy at all <laughs> go ahead Mike. james I was We're having say a that, little. Uh, um, uh, Fairzon is <laughs> probably like he's he's not used to this the like rich rich food, um, mm -hmm. you know, growing up in the mountains and all that stuff. Everything's kind of flavored naturally. So, like he takes a bite of this baked Alaska or not baked Alaska lava lava cake, <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's probably overwhelming to him. I mean, he's he he's probably had a few things here and there in the city, but. Uh, but you know, chocolate cake with you know liquid fudge in the middle of it is you know, whoa. Well, if you're not going to finish it, uh, I'll eat it. <laughs> Get a cold fireball. Yeah, he, That's kind of his win. mindset. It's like this is this is amazing. So the portions, it, you think of like a five-star restaurant where you get, you know, I order a steak and they bring you a, like a silver dollar size piece of meat with a piece of sprig of parsley beside it and drizzled something dark like that's the kind of thing but you've got six and seven it's more like a korean dinner because there's like 15 different meals mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know you've got a dozen different forks and knives and spoons and nobody really seems to be paying much attention to you guys if you're faltering with like oh my god i've got the wrong fork or whatever nobody's really paying much attention um it's just meal it's it's five five appetizers and then two salads <laughs> but they're all tiny tiny just bites almost bites of each meal okay. um yeah so by the time the lava cake the cauldron cake comes out <laughs> you're not really full like <laughs> you've eaten yeah. 17 bites of 15 different plates but you're not full yeah. at all yeah, if, that, uh, if that's the case, then uh, Farazon will he'll slide slide the little lava cake, and um, you know he'll say, yeah, the the steak or the bird or whatever it was that that came out. He says, "I would like to have much more of the of the main dish, please. None of this, <laughs> none of this sweet. That is too much." Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yes, yeah, slide <laughs> over. Two. Now I have two, <laughs> and the waiter bows and says, "Of course," and he runs off and within a minute he's back with another portion of um the roth steak they have brought in from the underdark roth. you know that kind of thing <laughs> you know like it's the most Yum. exotic places and mushroom it's, fed <laughs> and it's it's very <laughs> tender it doesn't taste doesn't feel like leather at all <laughs> doesn't feel like leather at all that's great I once uh, I heard a comedian describe uh, fine dining as taking the worst possible ingredients and then making a meal that contains almost no trace of them. <laughs> it's like you take a chicken liver and then make something that doesn't taste like it contains chicken liver. <laughs> take a chicken liver and serve them goose egg. Yeah. So um, Terrestrial ahead, would like to keep an eye on the Stormblades without being seen to be keeping an eye on them. He just wants to know if they're paying special attention to us now that... Now that we've been set against them. Yeah, exactly. 
Do they all uh, have two eyes? They all have a pair of eyes apiece. <laughs> and that, remember, they're not all sitting together. They're sitting with their uh, yes families. Um, during the Makes okay, it even harder to keep an eye on them all. <laughs> if you'd like to, you can give me a stealth check to kind of you know keep one eye on them, one on your your lava cake or cauldron cake, so that Ferzon doesn't eat it. I, I could see. Oh, him, like, so I'm sorry. Up, so that holding up the silverware and like looking using the silverware as a <laughs> so mirror reflection. and look around behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-three. Up in the oh god, yeah. All right, so yeah, you <laughs> yeah. you could basically be staring at him and they wouldn't notice. So you keep an eye on. You're looking at him. Um, whatever that wave of irritation and anger that they may have had has now died down because they're being fawned upon by everybody that's around them now. Like the tables that are next to them, you see mm-hmm. people leaning over, you know, patting them on the shoulder, you know good job your mutterings of taking out the evil cobalts and your father's proud of you things like that you you see that they're being there there are several noses up several butts over in that area um but they don't seem to be paying particular attention to every once in a while one or two of them will glance over at your table but they don't yep. seem to be focused staring on daggers at us yeah no <laughs> that was my concern yeah It'll be more subtle than that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess, does anybody come to, to visit our table? No. No? That's okay. probably good. The waiters are, right? Oh, yeah. In mass. <laughs> That's all that matters. And it um, seems like there's more waiters around your table than anybody else's. Everybody else is get, like, getting what they get and just casually I'm, eating. I'm, I'm going to give them a gold piece. And <laughs> you, you offer the gold, and he said, no. Sir, thank you, but I can't. I, I'm not needed, and I am not permitted. Thank you, though. I appreciate oh, we'll, your offer. We'll be okay. fired. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> right. The food's very good. You've done a great job. I will let the chef know. If only there were <laughs> You should be proud of, of yourself. <laughs> you served this well. More people involved. <laughs> I've never seen anybody plate a plate like that before in my life. <clears throat> On, Anybody kind of leans over and he says, if only there were more of it. <laughs> Sir, I will bring you whatever you like. You ask and I will bring you another dish. About five more of those steaks, please. And he yes, half bows and quickly walks off. Within a minute, you've got a plate that has enough steaks to completely cover the actual plate. Excellent. Is it yes. One, is it one one plate with five steaks, or is yeah. it five individual plates with steaks? <laughs> it's one plate with like little uh, silver dollar sized plates formed all the way around to where it completely <laughs> covers the plate. Nice. Would you like some A one? <laughs> <laughs> if you can eat that in half an hour, your name goes on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> you see, Velantru. Dump some peanuts on the floor. <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a real not that sort of party. Gotcha. <laughs> I actually did manage to yeah. to complete one of those, but it was when I was in Cameroon. Oh my god! No, no, no. It was it wasn't one of it wasn't an American version where they give you a giant plate of something. It was uh it was a uh, small, fancy quote unquote restaurant in uh, Douala, Cameroon, and I ordered one of the dishes that you know came with a certificate if you if you finished it and it was uh, ended up being a iguana with black sauce and it was actually really really good so yeah tastes like chicken it um tastes like chicken 
Yeah, it tastes like chicken. The porcupine tasted like ham, which is, you know, a little odd. But you know, they're, I, they're little pigs. That's the rabies. Things, so. <laughs> that's your flavor. <laughs> well, I knew a guy who did one of those things, those challenges. And the challenge was you had the steak, a salad, and a potato, and you had like an hour yeah. to eat this whole thing. The steak was a freaking pot roast. <laughs> I mean, it's not a steak. It's a gigantic, it's like a five-pound slab of meat. Yeah. Not only that, they would have a waiter stay nearby to make sure you don't go to the bathroom. Oh, wow. Because they don't want you to purge <laughs> while you're consuming the food, I guess. I don't know. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom while you're eating. Did they, did they get, See, did you get the meal for free, basically? If you... Yeah. Oh. yeah. And your, your, your name on the wall of shame. Uh, otherwise, it's like a $75 meal, right? I mean... Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm just looking... I'm looking through character sheets in the background going, who's our face? Oh, right. We don't have one. That was, that was Rachel, probably. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, say Fairzone. Yeah. Fairzone so is the, the greatest charisma of all of us. So He's, he's, he's the face only because it, when, when they look, look over, his is the one that's you know above everyone else's face. Above everyone else's, yeah. So if nothing else, 30 minutes, 45 minutes pass, the meals come and go. The cauldron cake is served. Anything else? If there's any, if there's any leftovers, I'm going to ask for a box. <laughs> a doggy bag. <laughs> um, no, I don't mean like, you know, everybody's food. But if like if I <laughs> ate something, it was really really good. It's like, because uh, I hate to waste it, and it's really good. It's like so. I'll ask the waiter. It's like, is there? Like a bag or something, I could put this in to take it with me. And you're at a very rich, very fancy party. If you ask for a doggy bag, they will bring you a bag containing a small doggy, <laughs> a labradoodle. You just so, get a puppy. Of all, all night of all the requests for a plate of meat and like extra this and extra that, this is the only time where there's even just a half second of hesitation. The waiter goes, "Of course, sir." And he walks off <laughs> and a little bit longer than a minute. Like it looks like he's had to go and find something. Yeah. He comes back, um, with a nice silk purse, oh, not God. purse, <laughs> but like a silk bag. Yeah. And hands it to you. Would you like me to put it there? Or would you like to do yourself? No, no, no. I can do it. I can do it. There you go, sir. Uh, thank you very much. This is it's worth ten thousand gold. Like this is the weirdest. No, I win. <laughs> this is the treasure of the entire adventure. Yeah. It's a bag of bag of holding. You might have. It might looks have like this is the only thing you can find that would even closely resemble to do the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you very much, and I, you know, I'll just, you know. The some because I've tasted everything that there is. I'll just you know grab a couple of things and put it in there. Okay. <clears throat> Still visit him, him going out the back and saying he wants a bag. He wants a what? He wants a bag. <laughs> <laughs> what? He has no nose and he wants to take, take home. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Give him a damn bag. <laughs> What's the question here? I, just, uh, you know, you we're never going to get invited back again. <laughs> A very, very faulty tower scene happening behind the <laughs> behind closed doors in the kitchen where they're just like running around. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, it, 
it's like how do how do how do I show that I don't really have good manners without being a slob? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like he's not a messy slob. It's just you just don't do these things. He's yeah. committed a faux pas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually know, quite neat. It's just you don't know the this etiquette. is just wrong. Yeah, You've exactly. Never been to a, just, a, you know, a ball yeah. like this before. Is the uh is the the cauldron cake good? Delicious. There's actually nothing that you've eaten unless you just don't like like bananas because that's one of the hors d'oeuvres is a banana thing. Um, it's all exquisite. It's all exquisite. Yeah, just a banana wrapped. <laughs> you have to peel it yourself. Um, it's, it's, everything's no, delicious. It's, it's been, been peeled and then it's been wrapped in banana skins. <laughs> <laughs> to make it authentic. Yeah. Um, it's like a twice baked uh, potato. It's a twice baked banana. To mush tw- it up. Twice peeled it banana. <laughs> twice chewed. <clears throat> Wondering how much trouble I want to get to out Ah, heck, it's more fun that way. Um, after after eating cake, Terathiel will uh, will stand up and he'll he'll wander to the Aslaxon table to congratulate the lady on her delicious cake. And you walk over, and you're one of very few people to actually stand, except for the mm-hmm. the waiting staff. So as you stand, everybody notices. Mm-hmm. No stealth check is going to work. No stealth check <laughs> you can come up with is going to work for this one. So you, you walk over um, to the Aslaxon table, and it's father, do, uh, father, husband, wife, and son. That's the only three people at this mm-hmm. table. And as you approach... Um, the, the young man, Zachary, who's actually quite handsome. He's got this rugged handsomeness to him, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's different. This one, this is, no, he's no, not handsome at all. This guy's this, ugly. He's yeah, horrifically ugly. Yes, yeah. yes. He is uh, staring daggers into you as you walk up. And you approach the table, and both Lord and Lady, uh, as Laxon <laughs> stop, put their hands in the lap and look up politely. Yes. Trato will give a like a, a bow. <laughs> he doesn't really know what to do in this situation, but he'd be like, I want to thank you for your hospitality and um, and especially for the delicious cake, my lady. She gives you one of those. You're welcome. <laughs> now go away. And uh, congratulations to your son for his efforts in helping the city. And that's if you where... can, I think... Do, Trathia to like try and clap a hand on the kid's shoulder if he's if he's can stand in that in that spot. So you're you're close enough, but as you say, I'd like to you know give you my congratulations. You see him just his head whips to you. I don't need your congratulations, and you put your hand out. He slaps it away. Who are you? Ferzon takes note of this. Not <laughs> violently. He's not attacking you, but he you know he knocks your hand away. Fezan will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> and you see his you see his father not really look at him. He's still looking at you, and he's he's probably got the most pleasant face of the trio. He puts his hand mm-hmm. on his shoulder. No, no, Zachary. He's giving you a compliment. You will take it and you will be polite. And you see him kind of adjust himself. Rain in that whatever rage he had going. 
<laughs> Thank you, citizen. Thank you. We uh, look forward to helping to keep the city safe. We've got that. Don't you worry about it. Well, Thank there's you, lots anyway. of city. <laughs> and you see him plenty of opportunities. His, you see him look at his dad, and his dad's just like, don't do it. You just see him shaking his head, don't do it. Not saying that, but you get that, you know, you get that feeling. Dad's like, would you do this again? That kind of feeling. <laughs> well, um, thanks again. Gotta go back to my table. There's probably more cake. And Lord Azaxon, as you're leaving, says, thank you. The other two are quiet. Okay. And yeah, Teratil will probably snag another drink or two on the way back to the table. <laughs> Off their table. <laughs> you grab the kid's no, drink and I did, it down. I did think about it. I absolutely <laughs> thought about stealing his drink, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to start this. <laughs> oh, it's oh, already been broughten. No, I know, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the one to. Uh, I'm not gonna put my foot in that. I'll let him do it. <laughs> you got a spare finger or two. <laughs> so the. Uh, um. The, so the, the, for... the four members of the Stormbringers, whatever they are, mm-hmm. um, they're in. They're in uh, formal attire. So there's no way we could get an idea of their profession, except for the one with the scars probably gets hit a lot. But the other yeah. ones, you really can't tell what kind of profession they are. So if you have a fry attack haircut, you're probably a cleric. Just saying. <laughs> he, looks, he looks way weaselly. Like, he's not fry attack uh, rotund. He's just got the weird, like, you know... Uh, Sword and sorcery, the main bad guy, he's got like that straight across haircut, that old 80s movie where they shoot the blades, that just mm-hmm. evil like frame, like a helmet head. Kind of, that's what this guy's got. You definitely can tell good. he did not make that decision himself. Yeah. Oh, good. So <laughs> the four, you, you know, you were talking to the captain earlier and he was pointing people out, right? So the... The woman with the cornrows, the dark-skinned woman, um, she is t- sitting at the table of the Tasker Hills, and that was one of Lord, one of the families that uh, uh, Captain was talking about. Another one, uh, the lady, the short red hair with the scars, she is sitting at the Lethenmeyer table, and the Weasley, uh, Snapish guy is sitting at the Vanderboren table, and then of course you've got Aslaxon. Zachary. Zachary Azlaxon, the second. Ooh. Wait, does that mean his dad is also Zachary? Senior. Not necessarily. Not Senior. Necessarily. <laughs> Senior. 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 Don't even know her. Um I I got nothing else. I I'm <laughs> Tarathiel is going to uh to drown his uh social anxiety. Um <laughs> I think, like, my my intent was for us to be seen talking to the Lord. Uh-huh. Um, just to get people talking and thinking about us. Okay. As much as Tarathiel doesn't want to be seen, he kind of does want to be seen. Like, 
for him, this is a business opportunity. You have absolutely no doubt whatsoever in your mind that that mission was accomplished. You were seen yeah. by every single person in that room, and every single person heard the entire conversation. So, yes. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm kind of hoping that after doing that, people are now thinking about us. <laughs> One way or another. Mm-hmm. And, and you can tell because it got quieter, not because people were talking. So, you know, uh, the normal conversation was conversational tone. Now people are talking more in whispers and like, you know, things like that. So the tone of the room kind of diminished about an octave. Is that the right word? Decibel? Whatever. It got a little quieter. Uh, Decibel is right. Yes. Octave just Uh, means it gets lower in pitch. That's (laughs) not what you want. (laughs) Who's that guy? Everybody's now talking like this. (laughs) A little bit quieter, but still the conversation is going about the room. Um, And you're certain that a good percentage of it is at least being discussed about you. Excellent. Um, hopefully that went okay, and we're not going to get murdered before dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the, I let the I let the waiter know that I'm going to write the best review for this place. It's really good. five star Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's called it's called that because the town crier just has to like yelp it on the street corner. <laughs> so when when Tarathiel says you know he hopes that it went went well, uh, Terzan kind of you know raises an eyebrow and kind of leans in. And he says, "What were you intending to do?" I think we have telepathy going, don't we? We had oh. it for like eight hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, we did. Yes, you do. You're right. <laughs> ridiculous yeah. <laughs> like, the one time we probably don't need a freight hours that's yeah. when i rolled above <laughs> yeah. a one i do remember that uh so he yeah, um, so he'll ask you know what what was your intention there there's a there's a lot of money in this room if we can get some people interested in us then we might get some more work we there are jobs posted on the board we we do not need for them to come to us. Not like these ones. These people have very deep pockets. Maybe we should just ask them for work. <laughs> please, please don't do that. Yeah, we'll just Never go table to table. Job. Hi, my name is Frazan. Do you have something you want killed? <laughs> <laughs> or lifted very high. That's right. So the time passes. The meal comes to an end. Uh, This time, the Lord Mayor stands up and goes before the uh, group of people, uh, the ball. Have we met him before? I don't think so. Not in person. No. You've seen him. Just now. (laughs) The Lord Mayor? No, Lord Lord Mayor is different. Yeah, yeah. The Lord Mayor you've seen because he'll be down at the um, the little gazebo thing by the lake, and they have award ceremonies and they have weekly announcements and things like that. He he is a scene figure, but to have personally met him, no, you have not. Um, and he goes before the group, you know, he goes before the people of the ball, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, the fight between. Thoraton 
and Sorabar. And you've got this ro- enormous applause. Everybody's clapping. And he goes and sits down. <sighs> yeah. Rhubarb, rhubarb. And as they're applauding, <laughs> from one door, you see quite literally a demon. It's not a costume. You see, like, it's frightening at first, but it's obvious that it's not. It's very well costumed. And, and Khaldun, you can tell there's some magic involved to okay. improve. Uh, actually, honestly, you, you can all pretty much tell there's got to be some magic involved for the image to make him look um, authentic. Is it, yeah. how, how obvious? Is there, like, a human face with it around? Or is it, I mean, is it, like, almost realistic? So it would be like comparing a real person to CGI. Like you could tell CGI is CGI, right? And like our movies versus a real human next to him. That's kind of how you can tell. It looks like CGI, right? It looks like it's been magically enhanced to, because the demon that, uh, that comes out is 10 feet tall. Okay. And so in, in that case, um, so Farazon was expecting like the little masks that yeah that they were so if if a ten foot tall you know other otherworldly being comes through the door like he will stand and <laughs> okay. you know and with his Check. with Let his with his staff you. like you know off his back yeah and, okay. and he'll he'll stand briskly and I'm sure the the chair goes across the, you know, yeah. behind him. Yeah. The uh, scritching of the record does occur. So you stand up quickly. The chair kicks out behind you. You're mm-hmm. going to reach for your staff. Mm-hmm. And the the demon figure is walking in, stops, and looks at you. And you hear, like, cocky laughing. Like, haughty laughing towards you. As all the people, the rest of the ball, not everybody, like... You know, the captain is over there, and he's not laughing. He He's still grinning from ear to ear, like complete awe that he's actually still in this building. I'm just jazzed to be and in the show. so happy to be here. <laughs> um, but you, you hear just mean laugh, like, you know, mean girl laughing at you okay. uh, as you stand up, and you hear mutterings like primitive and blah, blah, blah. And while that happens, like in the middle of it, within seconds, you see Lord Volantru stand up rather quickly. And he looks to you, uh, Ferzon, and says, Ferzon, I agree with you and your assessment. The costume this year is without peer. <laughs> Bravo to the magicians, the wizards, and the costumeers of this year's Nabthoraton. Bravo. And he starts clapping. And then the, the angry, the, the, the laughing, the, the making fun slowly changes over to applause. Applause. Yeah. And people nodding, and you hear people saying, "Yeah, that's, he's right. That's a great, you know." And they're agreeing with him. And he, you see him looking over at you, and you catch him just kind of wink as he sits back down. We have to sign this guy as a manager. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right. I was, I was actually thinking maybe that he's he's got some kind of thing going on here. This uh, an ability or magic that he's he's doing, unless he's just that charming. I mean, he's, he's got some charm. <laughs> some charm. Yeah. Yeah. He's making a play for Top Dog in the city, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 His name, you, his name is 
before, I mean, outside of the Demon's Carball and, and outside of your actual interactions with him, not personally, but him being your patron and things like that, you hear his name fairly often for somebody that you never see. Like, Lloyd Blanchard's done this, he's he's paid for that, he's this, that, you know, like he's... He's a very he's a philanthropist. He's very well known in the city, and apparently everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. And now that he's done this, like you stand up, you're you're scared by you know maybe not scared, but you're startled by this visage, and the way that he just within five seconds changes the crowd from laughing at you to applauding you is rather scary, actually. Yeah, Mas- that's masterful. Yes. <laughs> So he so so as Farzan retrieves the chair and sits back down, um, uh, he he will comment through the the telepathic link. It says that that man's control over this crowd is impressive. We should do what we can to keep him on our side. I, I look at the demon and I say, Farzan, take a look at his feet. See if you check it, and I'm. I'm I'm not quite like hushing. I'm actually speaking quite, you know, like yeah, yeah, other yeah. people next to us. If you'll check the shoes, see right there, you can see that they actually missed that. So yeah, too it, many it's an toes. illusion. Yeah, too many toes. It, yeah, it's an illusion. Like <laughs> Always check the shoes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I say, the shoes. Check out the shoes. <clears throat> so the demon that you're seeing, this 10-foot-tall red beast, um, has... Um, Kind of a um, feral is not the right word. Canine, canine look. It's got a mm-hmm. pair of horns. It's got four arms, two regular arms on the bottom, and the top two arms are twice the size, ending in pincers. And it's got the backward leg and the uh, spiked toes. And you hear grumbling. Like the the only thing that's really been affected is what you see. So you hear the actor that's within the image rumbling like, like it, it's a little off-putting because it doesn't match the actual uh, CGI, but it sounds like they're doing the best job they can. Yeah, yeah. And from the other side of the ballroom, the other sense. door opens, and you see essentially, for lack of a better word, freaking Gandalf walk out, right? I mean, Surabar was absolutely sword and staff, everything about him is Gandalf fighting Gandalf the white fighting the, uh, the, the hordes, uh, and the end the of Balrog? the, not the Balrog, like after the Balrog, that's Gandalf the gray. This is Gandalf the white when he's up oh, in the castle yeah, yeah. and he's swinging a sword and swinging staff and like all this stuff. And he comes out and he's got like almost this haze of glow around him just to accentuate his power. And, the two approach each other and they bow kind of awkwardly. Yeah. And you hear, uh, Lord Aslaxon speak up. Lord Sorabar Spellmason was known for his swordsmanship. And the guy draws his sword and they go through a very th- thematic, theatrical, not choreographed, not, it's not, they're not fighting. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. it's all representation. Um, so he pulls the sword and he swings it at Nab. Uh, oh my God, I will never, ever get this name right. Nabthoraton. Call him, call him Nabby. Nabby, old Nabster. 
hits him with the sword and he the buckles over the side. And you see the one of the pincer hand grab and pull Surabar in close. And you see him, it, it's just this very slow, drawn out, theatrical, not fight. It's not a fight scene at all. It's a Tai Chi battle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like Coward's suggestion of like, ooh, I'm a scary demon. <laughs> yeah. I'm scary. Yeah, you, you must play me the best song in the world. Um, and as as they're fighting, whenever uh, Surabar will hit the demon, you'll see a flash of light from the sword, or a flash of light, or you'll see him step back and you'll cast a spell, and it'll be a fireball. Um, no heat, but like somebody is obviously behind the scenes casting spells, probably some prestigitation, some uh, minor illusion, things like that, just to kind of amplify the performance, non-performance that you're seeing. And so, this goes uh, on. Oh, uh, go just curiosity. So, you know, Caldoun is watching this going on, but he he's actually, he's looking for their, like the wizard in the wings that actually is, it's casting this spell. So he's looking for people casting spells yes. like yep. off you in the shadows. Do not see anybody. No. Okay. No. I mean, you can be perception you like, but you will, you just do not see anybody. Okay. That's fine. Um, this, this play fight, this slow reenactment goes on and it, Lord Aslaxon is just commenting every once in a while how Sorbar, um, was break, taken down to a knee and he came back, uh, to life, not to back to life, but, uh, resurgence of power and took his staff and blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and tells the story basically of the fight between a wizard and a demon and Sorbar in the end defeats I'm Thoraton. So, that's, it's, that's good. I had a gold piece on that fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty contrast to the level of um, entertainment. So that level of entertainment versus the food that you had. It's it's kind of night and day. Like it doesn't seem to fit this epic uh, level of nobility coming to a ball. What's um, What's the place that you can go and eat a meal like it's a like a ren fair? Like you go and then and then the oh. knights go and joust in the middle. Yeah, medieval uh, times. Medieval times. <laughs> medieval yep. times. Yeah, so it's like a five star medieval times. Yes, basically we, we, the food we, is five star. Yeah, we ha- we have a different version of that here in East, East Tennessee. It's called Dolly Stampede. They 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 have uh, <laughs> horse tracks and yeah, a guy in a chicken so, suit. Oh my God, when I was in my associate's degree, I, just real quick. There was these two other, uh, these two friends, and they spent all this time together all the time. They were showing pictures of them doing this, that, and the other. And they showed a picture of them going to uh, Medieval Times or whatever, Dolly Stampede. Mm. And <laughs> it had the two of them standing side by side on the upper level. And the, the guy that was riding the horse was in between them, right? And it's just three of them. It's, it's a very plain picture. But like the caption is, me, my friend, and the horse. It was on Facebook, and I remember commenting, "Oh my God, they call him the horse," because <laughs> like you can barely see the the back end of the horse at all. Like you don't see the horse at all, but you see this guy with a cowboy hat just smiling. I'm like, they call him the horse. I don't know. Just that struck me as so hilarious. They call me Mister Horse. <laughs> so basically, what you feel like has happened was the fight is more out of tradition. It was the traditional re-enactment 
of the fight that's been going on for years after years after years. And it seems like they're just trying to maintain tradition with how the fight goes. Uh, the, even the announcement that Lord Laxon is making during the combat seems like it's it's been rehearsed a hundred times. You know, so this was a traditional show showing how Surabar defeated Nimthoraton and later went on to be the founder of Cauldron. Not much to it, kind of disappointing. Um, but in the end, when uh, Surabar finally strikes a, the, the final blow with the staff, there's a bright flash of light and a puff of smoke, and the demon's gone. And then Surabar turns to the crowd, bows deeply, and walks back out the door he came in. And you'd have thought this was the greatest show on earth, the way that people are responding to it. But the more you look around, you feel like the people responding to each other's response. Like they're trying to one-up each other's uh, loving of this this tradition, this thing that's been set forth in uh, in the history of Cauldron. Like this is their heritage, and they're yeah. very proud of this kind of thing. That was fantastic. No, it yeah. wasn't. It was magnificent. The great. It was good. Splendiferous. <laughs> and once the fight is over, um, at, for lack of a better word, coffee. Well, coffee. This no, they actually export this. Co- they bring around coffee, uh, more drinks. Um, there's at this point after the fight's over, the people start moving a bit more, a little more fluid, not just sitting in their seats, going from you know table to table, uh, trading pleasantries. Um, Somebody's moving a table. I hear him. <laughs> that, that was you standing up to fight the uh, demon. <laughs> um, and just a few minutes after the the fight ends and the the crowd is just flowing back and forth and talking you see jenya who looks like she's fighting her way through the people that work here the waiters and the the Uh-oh. concierge uh, people like that looks like she finally gets to the door and they're still they're standing they're not holding it but they're standing in front of like no ma'am you can't blah 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 and she walks over to your table looks at the three of you I need you now. Can I finish uh, I my coffee up. first? I'll, I'll take the cup. I'll take the cup with me. <laughs> get a cup of Joe. You pour it in the the silk sack. No. Did we get a? Did we get another bag for the coffees? <laughs> and you know, she 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 has this. It's not fear, but it's dread. Um, it, somewhat fear, dread, and like just absolute sense of urgency on her face. I need you now. All right, I I yep. get up, I grab my silk purse, yep, <laughs> and I it's a thing. Follow her out, and I enchant that as a bag of holding. I can see it coming. Yes, fares on. Uh, oh yeah, but, and and include including the extra volume. It'll it'll have temperature control. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, so as as fares on like stands and and gets his you know gets his wits about him uh, and starts to follow he's like what has happened i'll tell you next week dang it <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna spend a whole week at genius uh, oh awesome. wow i did not expect that ball to last that long but <laughs> uh yeah cool. get a scenery we will chew it 
it's true. It's yeah. true. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us once again. We will be uh, back same bat time, same bat channel next Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard on like Dawn Daylight Savings Time to find out why Jinya is uh, upset. Speaking of which, we need to mark session 43 as the moment when Cowart equated Lord Valentro and Bruce Wayne. So, <laughs> if it turns out that he's a vigilante, then uh, Cowart earns a drachma. Yes, you will. If, if you're correct, you will get a drachma. Yeah, I've got to figure out how to do a drachma. Huh. I got one. It was easy. <laughs> just, just get on the internet. Yep. Guys, All thanks right. for joining us. Hope you had a good time. Um, I guarantee you next week there will be a lot more action. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for stopping <laughs> by. Give us a give us a uh a hoot and uh, holler. Yeah. Come come by this <laughs> come by Discord to hang out if you want. And uh this will be on YouTube uh pretty shortly. And give us a subscribe over there if you don't mind. And I will fire up the outro music. <laughs> I, I, so, so here's the thing is oh. I was briefly considering counterspell just briefly. <laughs> just, <laughs> you're going to heckle the play. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Keldon was fun. Keldon was fun. Trying to think of how that would go. See, I would have to see the caster casting, right? That's why I'm looking right, around. Yeah. It's like, yeah. where is this guy? <laughs> I've got to fuck with him. The problem is, it's like this minor illusion would fall, and you'd see like this five foot two naked dude standing there, like eh. you know how like a rampage yeah. when they shrunk back down, they covered them, and they like inched off the screen. Yeah, yeah. All right, have a good night. Holding two paper mache pizza claws on the edge. <laughs> <laughs>